Hey guys! Hey guys! We are back! We are front. We're facing the, the camera, actually. This isn't the back of us. Yes, but we're back here doing a podcast. We're not front here doing a podcast. No, we ain't fronting. This is real deal. How you feel, podcast speak. Right here, right now, you're on air with the unuseful idiots. We are grateful to be here and uh, really happy and excited to do our, is this our sixth episode already? Yes. Holy crap, how time flies when you're having... Numero six. Fun. Numero seis. Si. Si. En este episode, vamos a hablar en español. Um, I don't know how to say episode in Spanish. Gotta look that one up. Anyway. Episoda. We got a lot to talk about. <laughs> hey, get me an episode with uh, extra ice. Uh, I, uh, we got a lot to talk about, man. No hesitation here. We got to get right into stuff. But before we do, we want to give a quick plug. We've got a few reviews, all five stars on Apple Podcasts. Please keep those coming. Give us a little review, a little typing, if you don't mind, or thumb, however you type on your mobile device or PC. Yes. Maybe if you thumb use your chin. Pushing. Some people type with their nose. If you're button Jewish button like mashing. What? Button mashing. Button mashing. That, yeah. sounds, that sounds weird. That's butt mashing. I don't know. Well, that's like what... was doing they, some butt mashing earlier. Like, uh, I don't mean a... Uh, I don't mean the, uh, the sexual kind. It's like the um, the video game thing. There's like people who can't play video games. They say they're button mashers. They just mash the. They just oh man. Press all kinds of buttons and. <laughs> yeah, that's like when you first play video game. When you get like a new video game system and you try and have your parents try and play with you. That's I guess that's what. Yeah, or is. or when you play like Mortal Kombat type games. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, that and sometimes they, works, actually. And you don't... But, like, because those games have the um, finishing moves and... Finishes! And, like, if you don't know how to do them, you just mash buttons and hope that... And it does something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys... And, yeah, go ahead. What? Every now and then it works. Well, exactly. Just like us. Every now and again, this works, and people actually listen and think it's interesting, the things that we're saying. So hopefully we're not mouth mashing too much. Guess Look what? at this. We have a microphone. We up upgraded. We got upgraded. We're getting we're getting serious here, guys. You better watch out. We might have a full on recording studio in our next episode. Probably not. But uh, we did that'll buy twenty. Take, that'll take a little while. It might take a little while. We invested in a twenty dollar microphone. So this isn't just any old. Don't tell them how much it is. Make them think it's more expensive. We invested in a very inexpensive microphone. No, we want them to think it's expensive. We invested so in a is- microphone that records sound at a quality rate. I don't even know what that means. Anyway, um, so yeah, give us a plug. Give us a shout out. We're giving ourselves a plug, I mean, but you can give us a shout out. Respond to us on social media. I hate social media, but you got to use it. It's a necessary necessary evil evil for sure. Um, Maybe we don't want to say it's evil. 
it's fucking evil, man. You can't get around it. It's just evil. Either no matter how you slice it, ego feeding, bullshit, fucking promoting evil. But it is useful. And you got to be, yeah, some people are idiots. So that's why we're the unuseful idiots. But sometimes we got to be idiots that use useful stuff. Yes. Well put, Noah. You see this uh, this new meme going around, the NPC meme? No, what does that stand for? Non-playable character. I don't know what... This is now another thing that you got to So you know how in video games like Grand Theft Auto, there are these There are the guys that are walking on the street that don't do extras. Yeah, the background. Yeah, so they're just on a loop. Oh. So that's what this meme is. It's a non-playable character. So when, like, someone's being an idiot and just regurgitating right. stuff, they're, you know, people call them non-playable NPCs. So we're, so hopefully we're the N-NPCs, the non-non-playable characters. Get it? Yes, because that would be, that would mean we're playable characters. Yeah, hopefully. Because... Double negative cancels itself out. I sure like playing with myself. What can I say? Um, That's disgusting. <laughs> anyway, guys, let's get right into this. We got a lot of stuff to cover today. We got a new format. We're going to do some fun stuff. Uh, try and give you a little bit more uh, structured content here. Um, and, uh, We're evolving. Yeah, that's, I guess you got it. You got it. That's what else are we here? can we do as human beings but evolve on this in this world and change with the times adapt um i was gonna sing Freebird as like an intro song but i feel like we're kind of a little bit past that i like Freebird; it's a good song and i want to be that way i want to be a free bird i want to fly away sometimes be nice to do that oh, <sighs> sad all right sweet home alabama please keep going this is your solo, baby. Keep it going. Where the skies are so blue. Oh, my goodness. I feel like I've been transported. Sweet home, Alabama. My goodness. Get Lord, I'm voice. coming home to you. All right. Sing it again. That was incredible. I don't know the words. It sounded like you were pretty confident. That I know you. those words. I don't know the rest. That's, I think, enough, though. <laughs> I think we got the point. Okay. Um... All right, so without further ado, uh, should we talk about this un- really unfortunate event that just occurred? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure everyone listening has heard, but about a week and a half ago, Stan Lee died. Yes. Very sad day for a lot of people, I would say. I'd say pretty much everyone, because, you know... Maybe not everyone knew about him prior to, you know, maybe 2008. But once, you know, Iron Man came out, which kicked off the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think everyone knew who he was. Right. Because, you know, I think it's combined... All the movies have made like $15 billion. 
I mean, honestly, I'm surprised it's that little with the amount of... I feel like it, would, it could even be more with how much... Well, I think at first it was sort of not... Catching on as much. Ca- yeah, it was But now it's like automatic box office or Netflix hit. Yeah, I'm sure if like you factored in... That's not factoring in the DVD sales and everything. Action figures box and all office. That. Right. Oh yeah, action and every, figures. Yeah, the it's other, probably like a hundred billion. It's true. Right. It's, it's, it's it's regenerated an incredible amount of revenue. Uh, but that aside, yeah, Stanley certainly helped shape my childhood. I was a huge comic book fanatic growing up. Um, you mentioned I think most people, if not everybody, knows who he is, and uh, you know would be affected somewhat by his death. Um, except there's one person who wasn't at all actually, isn't there? Yes, uh, Bill Maher. Huh. So apparently, uh, earlier this week, Bill Maher decided to write a blog, which is on his site, his uh, Real Time Bill Maher with, show yes. site. The Real Time with Bill Maher blog. Right. It's called Adulting, is the name of the blog entry. Right. Well, yeah, the name of the blog entry called Adulting. And he didn't have very nice words to say about him. You know, he he was not very careful or sensitive uh, to the people who were, for whatever reason, and that's personal, affected by uh, Stanley's death. So I think in that sense, he might have been a little wrong but what he was referring to is he wasn't, and I think he clarified this on Larry King, which also was a, a clip that we, uh, you and I watched, uh, where he kind of explains himself and said, no, it wasn't directed at Stan Lee. What he was talking about is, is the culture that is so enamored with fantasy and uh, that it's become accepted for adults nowadays, not like it was, you know, 50 years ago when comic books were really just for kids, that today comic books are for anybody, adults especially, uh, and then it's just kind of perpetuating this, like, never needing to grow up, never needing to take responsibility, uh, always living in a fantasy, utopian world, um, and so much so that now it's actually become mainstream enough that it's even brought into academia, where, you know, you can write a, a thesis paper on a comic book character, which, you know, is just, it's just interesting. But he was taking the, 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 the point of view that this was, this, how could the world have come to this place where adults are still, um, you know, glamorizing and uh, promoting comic book, you know, uh, content. And... Um, you know, I can't say that he's wrong. I think the point that he's making is very astute and spot on. Um, I just don't think Stanley's death had really anything to, to do yeah, with that. Yeah, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be bringing Stanley in. It's not Stanley's fault. Stanley was a mastermind, genius, incredible businessman, yeah. uh, prolific as hell. Uh, you know, artist really. You know. And who just he he created a, a niche, a genre, and a world really. Um, and I know I'll be grateful for him because he certainly he yeah. know, so much fun has been. Uh, I has, mean, has, has been elicited as yeah, a result of his. I, I mean, I was 
I was actually reading a couple of articles about Stanley's death and people reflecting on him. And it was, I didn't, I never made the connections, but, you know, they were talking about, like, you know, Professor X, who, you know, he's the guy from, the professor from the X-Men. X-Men, yep. Who, you know, basically we know him he's in a wheelchair the whole time. Right. You know, that's, he's a guy in a wheelchair. He's this brilliant guy who... Bald. Also bald. Yeah, but that's not really relevant. It's, it's relevant for my dad. He's bald. He hates being bald. <laughs> well, so, anyway, like, he was the first disabled person who was portrayed in any light, you know, it was in the 50s. Absolutely. Super, super progressive, uh, super forward-thinking. The idea that, you know, a handicapped person could be a superhero. Right. That was completely a new concept back then. And, I mean, you know, like, what we saw, you know, Black Panther, for example. Black Panther was created in, like, the 60s. And, uh, like, there were no other black well, characters we, in, the, in pop culture. But can, wait, but can we say that Stan Lee is the result of, is, is the cause well, of that? Stan Lee created him. It's a Stan Lee character, Black yeah. Panther? Are you sure about that? Yeah. Well then, goddamn, he sure I mean, as hell is. Stan Lee's the head of. Right, so obviously, whether or not he is responsible for that specific comic book is kind of irrelevant because he oversaw the whole publication right. of Marvel Comics and he allowed that to be a thing. Right. So that it, it is incredibly. Uh, that's incredible that he did yeah, that. Yeah, and I mean, look at what happened when the movie came out. Incredible. Last February. Yes. Yes. Like a people mass flocked, flocked. People who would never see a comic book movie went to that movie because it was a black superhero. Well, here's the thing. I don't think... See, I understand Bill Maher's point, but I don't think there's anything really wrong with as long as we can delineate between what's fantasy and what's reality. Um, you know, he, he in, his, in his blog mentions the fact that, uh, oh... You know, this is a, a culture that still believes in comic books and is is the reason why someone like a cartoon president like Trump gets into office. And I would argue that most of the people that voted for Trump probably don't read comic books. And most of the people who read comic books, that I know at least, definitely didn't want to vote for Trump. They were completely, you know, more liberal-minded people. Uh, and... Uh, you know, I, I, I think I think comic books can do great things. I mean, the, the movies are awesome and they help people tune out of the craziness of the world for a little while. But, you know, there's also this there's also this narrative that comic books uh, and, and specifically the movies now are being uh, promote. They're being funded by the government. And this is a conspiracy theory 
but it does maybe lend some. It has maybe yeah, that, that's nope. that's going into Alex Jones territory there. Well, you know what? I think we need to go there because we need to decide how we feel about this and help the viewers to the listeners to maybe uh, use their minds because one of the narratives is that the, the government is funding these movies and promoting comic book movies because of a future alien takeover that may or may not be orchestrated by yeah, the government. That's a uh, reach. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the truth is, I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these comic book movies do involve extraterrestrials. I mean, that's what they are. Thor is, he ain't, he's living somewhere else up there. You well, know? Thor's in Norse God. Yeah, exactly right. So he's not even of this earth. He came down here but, just to be a but god. But Thor, Thor's Norse mythology. It's not like an alien. Well, and that gets into a whole other topic, which we'll probably get into another another episode. But right, what constitutes a god? Is that an extraterrestrial, or is that just uh, you know some form of mythological being that we created with our own imagination? Uh, so that's a separate issue. But yeah, there is like. It's like, what, what purpose are these comic books really serving in this day and age? Is it to help people continue this utopian, fantastical, you know, storyline that they're creating in their head instead of dealing with reality? Or is it just kind of a way to tune out for a while and enjoy something that really is completely mindless and exciting and interesting? So, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was thinking about, uh, you know, like, because, you know, Marvel and, there, there are basically two categories of comics. It's Marvel and DC. Hey, let's not forget Image, man, or Dark Horse. Well, I mean, but... Yes, I know, right. Most people think of... Yes, there's... Comics as... I mean, most people don't know the difference, but the people who do know the difference, you know, DC has Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, and, you know, Marvel has Captain America and Iron Man and Spider -Man. Thor and Spider-Man and X-Men and Fantastic Four and the Hulk and Gal Guardians of the Galaxy. And and Captain Marvel and, and Black Panther and Iron Fist and Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. We could go on forever. Punisher, <laughs> Wolverine, but he's <laughs> part of the X Men. <laughs> All right, we never, we never, read, I never read a damn comic book in my life. What are you talking about? No, I'm just kidding. I read a few. So and I sold them all for drugs, ladies and gentlemen, for like a hundred dollars. And I had so many good comic books; they were worth so much more. But that's what happens when you're a gosh darn addict, and you need your next fix. You'll do whatever it takes. Actually, talking about that, like I, I heard someone say they were talking about Stanley and reflecting on him. And they were talking about how Spider-Man came to be. Okay. Go so, on. So Stanley had this idea for Spider-Man. You know, Spider-Man's a teenage kid. Yeah. 
a scrawny teenage kid. Little nerdy. Yeah. Who gets bitten by a spider. Radioactive spider. Radioactive spider and turns into Spider-Man. Yes. And overnight, he turns into this big, this buff dude who... Well, I don't know that he was so buff, but he was able to handle well, himself. Well, he was fit. He was fit. That's a good Let, way of putting it. Let's say he became fit overnight. Sure. And then automatically be able to do all this stuff. So, apparently, you know, this was... Stanley didn't have quite the stature that he does... That he did in, like, the 70s. When he could do, like, pretty much whatever he wanted. But, so... Uh, Spider-Man's first appearance was in Amazing Fantasy... Um, yeah, like Amazing, Amazing Fantasy, Fantasy yeah. number 15. Number 15, okay. And that was the last issue of that comic. Because it, then it the took rock. off as Amazing Spider-Man, right? No, oh. because Amazing Fantasy was dying. So, like, they were ending it, and Stan Lee was like... I don't care what you guys say. I'm putting this guy in here. Wow. So, you know, this afterthought of a superhero became, you know... Maybe one of the biggest of all time. Yeah, I mean, when most people think of Marvel Comics, they probably think of Spider-Man. Yeah, he's pretty much the face of Marvel, I would say. Yeah, I mean, DC has Superman and... Yeah, and Batman, and yeah, they've, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, you know, I mean... You, th- there's a lesson here, I think, is what you're getting at, that you just never know. You yeah. never, never know. And, and also, I think it shows you the mind that Stanley had. You know, he said, you know, this is the guy who came up with the Fantastic Four, who is the first family of comic books. Right. So clearly he had something going on that was, yeah. he knew what the hell he and was like, doing. Like we said before, Professor X, the first disabled. Yes. He was very ahead of his time. He was yeah. extremely so, imaginative and, uh, and he... He was willing, you know, to with, take risks. With Spider-Man, you saw he was willing to take a risk. Yes. That, you know, he, I mean, maybe it, it probably wouldn't have backfired because it was the last issue of that comic. But it shows that he doesn't really care. Right, he doesn't he didn't really Well, that and that's and that's the truth for life. I mean, we pretend, we care more about the things that don't matter and less about the things that do, uh, which really we got that backwards. You know, we should care more about the things that do matter and less about the things that don't. And for him, I guess, in that position, it was like, well, what has he got to lose? You know, you might as well take the risk. And I I think that's a great way to live life, honestly. Um, So, yeah, so there's a lot. I mean, this would be a good time if we had a, a listenership that... People could call in. We could take some questions and some comments about this. But, yeah, uh, or you could email. Yeah, exactly. We can always go to the next. We could answer the at next, the end. At the, yeah, and the next and the next episode, we can go into 
responses and stuff. That's a good point, Tori. Thank you very much. But why don't we move into our next topic of discussion? What do you well, think? Well, first, oh, I want oh, oh, before... Excuse I me, just, young man. I just want to bring up Stanley's Maybe his best cameo ever was in Mallrats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good point, good point. You know? I actually forgot about that. Like, the... Actually, I was... Uh, Kevin Smith yes. was the director of Mallrats and very many smart, other movies. Well, it's very talented Chasing guy. Amy, yeah. Clerks, Jane Silent Bob, yep. uh, Garden State... Wow, way, way to go yeah. with the Kevin Smith movies off the top of the dome. I mean, he also did, like, Tusk and weird movies. Keep like going, Master. baby. This is hot. You just, you just, you just spitting that out. So, so he was saying that uh, when, when, Ken, when he was making Mallrats, he had a friend who he was looking for someone to give a monologue, which, you know, and his friend asked him, like, who would, because he wrote a monologue for, for a cameo, but he didn't have anyone to fill it. To fill it. Right. So he wrote it before... The person. Sure. So his friend said, who would you, who would be your ideal person to have? So Kevin Smith goes, you know, because he's a big comic book guy and a Yeah, huge. Nerd. Nerd. That. Yep. So he goes, I'd love to have Stan Lee. So he said, why don't you get him? It's like, well, I don't know him. How am I gonna get Stan Lee? Right, good, good question. So, his friend said, "Well, I don't know him, but I know someone who knows him." Six degrees of separation. Where's the Kevin Bacon game when you need it? Yeah. So, so he calls up. He gets in touch with Stanley. He sends over the script. He writes the script for Stanley. So. Stanley, you know, eventually gets back to him. He goes, you know, I love it, but I can't say this. My wife would kill me. <laughs> you know, because the whole, I don't know if you remember the, I don't. the scene, but it's basically, you know, the whole movie is a, sort of about the guy going, trying to get his girlfriend back. Oh, right, right, right. Yep. Okay. So. Cocaine will do that to you. Just a lot of long-term memories. So, and his, and his friend, his best friend is sort of going through the same thing. Like, he's sort of like a, like the guy that Bill Maher was trying to describe. That he's sort of like, he loves comics, but he's got nothing else going, going for yeah. him, which uh, is not most people today. Right, right. But so, so Stanley's role is the monologue for Stanley was that 
he gives a speech about the one that got away. Mm. Mm, and yeah. so Stanley goes, my wife would kill me. I married the one that got away. No, the one that would have gotten away. I got, <laughs> no one ever got away. Wow. So, so Kevin Smith was like, okay, I'll write in a scene that explains the whole thing. So, the scene where, like, it's a two-part cameo. He gives the monologue, and then he meets the guy, his friend, who, uh, you know, sort of, uh, and then he explains what he said and told him that it's not true, and so I guess that sort of made up for to explain to his wife that no one ever got away. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. He, so he was a family first kind of guy. After all that, stand-up guy. Um, great. Thanks. Let's. Uh, thanks for that little anecdote. That was. That was. Uh, that was a good story, Tori. All right. Um, so moving right along, we got. We had, there was there was another article about. Uh, Trump maybe actually being right about something? What? Yeah. So uh, we've, you know, over the last couple of weeks, we've heard a lot about these wildfires in California. So devastating. I oh, think gosh. it's... I forget what the reason... But it keep, the death total keeps climbing. It's just crazy. Every day on my news feed, it's like more and more. I think it's like up to close to 500 now, maybe? Is that right? Well, I'm missing, I know, but I think it's only about a hundred that are oh, dead. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of ex- tons yeah, of people yeah, that have been displaced. Sat, like tons of people that are missing. Dead. Yes, it's climbing, so it might even get to a hundred. God forbid. But uh, yeah, this is a crazy thing that's going on right now. But it seems as though Trump was kind of talking about it. Not uh, that 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 the reason why we. Are having we're having such devastation there. It might be because of the environmentalists not allowing us to cut down more trees that need yeah. to be cut down anyway. Yeah, basically that there are, you know, the forests are so dense and, uh, they, yeah, dense. Well, well, here's the thing. You know, I, right off the bat, we gotta we gotta take into the to consideration. The ulterior motive for for Trump saying that he's not saying that because he's he's trying to set the record straight. Maybe he is, but probably because he's trying to still promote his uh, agenda, which is you know we need to cut down more trees so that we can have more industry and that sort of well, thing. Well, right? I think I think it's sort of that like a lot of Republicans are or the Republican talking point is sort of climate change doesn't necessarily exist. Right, it's like this, right, exactly. It's, it's, you know... Which, which... Or, or it's more that the Democrats... Use, use climate change as... Climate change. Yes, and they use climate change as a, as a narrative and, for us and to... And because of our partisan politics, the Republicans automatically say, 
climate change. Right. They got to be against it. Right. Yeah. Which is which is BS because again, like everything else, not there are no absolutes. And yes, there is climate change. No, it's not only because of us, the the factories and our and our and the. You know, if industrial right. farming and the methane gas from all the damn cows that are I mean, farting up a storm. I mean, uh, we've had how we've had tons of extinction events over the last over the last like hundred million years. Yeah, exactly, and extinct, so. and there are animals that are going extinct every day, and it's for a variety of reasons. A lot of it has nothing to do with the environment. Most, a lot of it's because of fucking, you know, uh, poaching and. Uh, you know, people moving into the house. Well, and, and it's also that you know there are mul- there have been multiple ice ages. So yeah, we're going through. We might be going through another naturally occurring global warming phase, um, maybe, just like we go through a global cooling phase. And maybe, maybe there, you know, there probably is something to the fact that. We're contributing it to it. We absolutely are. There's no way that we're not because we've never had in the last billion year, billions of years, factories that produce the smoke and the and release the toxins that they do. And uh, again, with the amount of cows, you know, that, uh, you know, with factory farming and all that. And, um, you know, so, yeah, it's definitely affecting it to, to a degree. Uh, but it just goes back to that whole bullshit, you know bipartisanship where it's like oh we got to be one or the other and you got to be on one side of the fence or the other and it's like why why right you know, and, you know that, that's why i sort of side with the libertarians on a lot of things because you know they're sort of they see it as you know they don't come down on any side right really something a, a really good point that kind of touches on this a little bit one of my friends brought up uh he was talking about how it, there's so much contradiction in politics and it's like, you know, Republicans are more concerned with shrinking the government a lot. Like a lot of conservatives are, you know, less government, um, you know, Democrats, liberals want more government, more uh, tax, tax, uh, taxing and, you know, more government spending and stuff. And, uh, you know, that's fine. Um, but that there's this contra- – there's so many contradictions. But one in particular that was really poignant – uh, about big issues was that Democrats are pro-life but anti-guns and re- Republicans are uh, anti-abortion and pro-guns, which right. seems completely right. diametrically Democrats opposed. are pro-choice, not pro-life. What did I say? Oh, exactly. I'm sorry. Uh, that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I was thinking of pro Whatever, choosing life if they want, uh, or death if they want, whatever. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've heard, I've heard some people say that abortion should be should be legal up to eighteen years old. Well, here's the thing: it it should be, (laughs) right? Exactly. Oh, like how many? Right. Well, no. Here's the thing: government shouldn't have any say. The whole, the way the country was founded, and and they weren't; those guys were not. The best people. They were visionaries in a lot of ways. But, but they did know that government the federal should not government should not, not exactly right. Play this, a role this, in, this, yeah. this country was founded on separation of church and state. Right. That was a that was one of the separation of church and state. The First Amendment is uh, free speech, freedom of religion, 
Freedom of the press. Yes. Gra- granting us these inalienable rights. Well, that sounds very much like church and state mixing when the government tells us what we can or can't do with our bodies uh, based off of, you know, religious rhetoric a lot, of, you know, which is this pro-life uh, kind of Christian narrative, which is fine, but it just shouldn't have to necessarily be imposed by the government. That should be something that, you know, if, if an individual subscribes to a particular faith, that that's something that's decided amongst their their community, not something that the government can impose upon us, whether it's, you know, pro or, 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 or against. Um, so, yeah, big, we kind of non sequitur there, but, uh, you know, a lot of inconsistency in this, in this country, in this day and age. Yeah, uh, but I a think... A lot of insanity. But I think the point is that California officials agreed with Trump. Which is very interesting, right, to think of... Yeah, I mean, you know, California is known to be very democratic. Yeah. But but also, you know, it's very weird, you know, the whole demographics. It's it's very blue around the big cities. So well, around yeah, right. Los Angeles and around San Francisco. Which is where most of the people live, and it's the same in New York. Right. You drive but, two hours but north. Every, but everywhere else, it's Republican. It was same in here. Same, same, right. in, same in New York State, right? You drive New York City, extremely liberal. You drive two hours north, and you keep going, and, and even less than that, maybe an hour north of the even city. If you and you drive, see Trump post Trump uh, picket, uh, what do you call the things that they stick in the ground? Picket. Uh, sign. Uh, That's a good idea. Signs. Signs. <laughs> right. You know, so it's it's very, it's just crazy. Yeah, you, even if you go out east on Long Island. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Go out an hour on, into Long Island and you get into Trump territory. So it's You go not, right here on this couch, you get to Trump territory. Motherfucker. Right. right. So it's... It's not really, it's just, just it's the cities that are making, and because the cities have the majority of the people, you know, those states go that way. Right. So, you know, I don't know if... Which way do you go, Tori? I don't know. That's a good, that's a good answer. Me neither, you know. Anyway, so, I mean, I don't know exactly where these officials that came out with this statement are from, if they're from a Republican or Democrat, but that's regardless of the point. The point is that, you know, it. there's stuff we can do to... Uh, reduce these wildfires and make them easier to control extinguish extinguish even better yeah yeah and it doesn't and it doesn't always line up with maybe what is considered the you know environmentally friendly green way to do things but we're talking about you know our livelihood we have to survive if we're you know we want um, and you should be be able at all (laughs) and you should be able to cut down a tree that's dead yeah that's probably true just like you know yeah I mean, Make some good firewood. 
That's what I'm talking about. When life gives you dead trees, what do you do? You make you, you make firewood. Yeah. Um, that brings us into our next point, actually. It's interesting. A nice segue, separation of church and state. Uh, female genital mutilation, otherwise known as FGM. Uh, what was that Michigan? That the, the judge ruled... Uh, that it was yeah so yeah I think constitutional it was, basically to it was it was no that it was unconstitutional to outlaw female gender which basically world. says that it's constitutional to perform it because it's allowing people to practice their freedom of religion right because according to certain sects of the Muslim faith particularly that's considered an acceptable practice and there are doctors that have been requested to perform this procedure right and i mean listen you know it does talk a little you know it does get into that freedom of religion topic but i don't think freedom of religion is meant that you can harm somebody and claim it's for religious well, purposes. And, and the, the, the key is that it's – and it be against their will, right? And the thing about this is that it's happening to girls at an age which they are still in the custody of their parents and they're the ones making the decisions for them. Right. Which is, which is not fair because they're – they're basically right. it's not a 30-year-old that's deciding right. for religious purposes. Exactly. This is being in, enacted it, upon them, which is it's like which, six year old. Which actually removes their freedom. It it doesn't it actually removes their freedom of religion because what if they grow up to not be a part of that religion anymore and they want to go explore another one? Well now they've already been uh, permanently affected by one religion that, you know, uh, you know, has definitely removed their freedom. Yeah, I mean, a good, a good person on this is actually um, Ayan Hirsi Ali, who is a Muslim woman who thinks she was from Iraq, but so she moved here, and she was she had she's a victim of a victim or whatever. I don't know what the right word to describe it would be. Sure. It's but a contentious topic. Of she had female genital mutilation and she speaks out against it. She still considers herself a Muslim. Sure. She still practices Islam. As she should. Right. She, you know, she's, if she thinks it, she obviously finds it to be helpful in some way that in her life. Yeah. And, you know, she... Tori's not a very religious man. Let's just say that. He's... You're more of an agnostic, I would say, or an atheist. I, I'm more agnostic. Like, yeah. I don't know what... You just don't... You on. don't care. Fuck it. Who cares? I don't... God, I don't who's that? I don't give a shit. Right. It's not like I vehemently... Oppose this. Yeah, just don't have an opinion on it. Like, yeah, it's not a fact. Yeah, and um, dude, that's a great way to be. I think just, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, the, the stuff that's out of your control, like, don't, don't bother, like, Look at don't pay said from the man. too much attention to it. Like, exactly. it's just, it's, it is what it is. Focus like, on the things you can control and dude, go there. Mic drop. If we didn't just buy this brand new mic, we could have dropped it on the floor and that would have been the yeah, end of the episode. Well, let's, let's drop this cover. It doesn't have the same effect when you drop yeah. it. Not really. A non-functioning part of it. Maybe a pen? Well, you no. aren't writing anything. Not if really. you were writing this and then you did a pen drop, that's like, uh, boom, I don't even need to write ready? anymore. It's still not as believable because I know you were just faking it. They don't know that, though. Oh, you're right. I keep forgetting that. Okay. I have to, I have to put myself in the listener's position uh, a little bit more, I guess. Anyway, back to what we were saying. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I think it's great. I, I have the utmost respect for people that um, kind of go out on a limb, a real limb, and, you know, condemn certain practices and still maintain a certain belief system that may not be uh, fully accepted by some of the more extreme um, believers of that particular faith. Right, and, and I mean, I think it's... A great, uh, she's a great person to look at when, you know, you're trying to show an example of someone who is a Muslim, but is not one of these Muslims who believe in the, in some of the more extreme versions sure. of the religion. And we, and we don't even have to say, because we're not trying to single out any one religious system or practice. Well, we can say I the mean, same thing about the Mormon church, right? There's the fundamentalist Mormon Judaism. church. Of course, absolutely. As, mean, as two Jews are sitting right here talking to you right now, there's extreme forms of Judaism which practice things that are, to me, completely unacceptable, you know? But that's, you know, what it is. And it's about what how you interpret it. I I believe yeah. in cafeteria-style religion, spirituality, whatever you want to call it. You know, take what you need and leave the rest. Uh, take what works for you. Um, it doesn't have to be an absolute thing. Um, you know, the Mormon Church has the fundamentalist Mormon, uh, fundamentalist Latter-day Saints, and they're the ones that are doing all kinds of silly stuff uh, under the leadership of Warren Jeffs. And, you know, some people think he's a, a brilliant savior and other people think he's a you know the devil incarnate um so it's really just about where you're well, at and you know there's 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 moda there's moderation to the, in this world you know well more the mormon religion is based off a guy that thinks that thought he a 14 year old who said he had he got these these golden tablets from god but who are we to dis or say that he didn't you know, I mean, yeah, Book of Mormon is a, is a funny show, but the truth is, is like, there's a lot of people who are subscribing to that, and, you know, they're, it, it's a pretty popular religion, especially yeah, in the United I States. Yeah, I mean, listen, as long as you're not hurting anyone, you know... I mean, I believe in... I do what you want. You can live, you can subscribe to any religion you want. I was reading and, about this religion called Sumum, and I don't even know how to pronounce it, but... It, I, I'm considering joining actually. It's, it's like a mixture of like Greek philosophy, 
with ancient Egyptian spirituality and practices with modern Christianity, or excuse me, uh, Gnostic Christianity. Uh, so kind of more the essential purest form of Christianity from back in the, back in the day. So Judaism. <laughs> it's kind of, <laughs> but it's very, in, exactly. It's kind of like an alternative Judaism, but it's not. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they do believe in kind of the Old Testament stuff, uh, Moses and all that. Which is Judaism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's called Sumum and it's very interesting because they talk a lot about aliens. And you know me. I'm no one to judge anybody else and their religious beliefs because I certainly subscribe wholeheartedly to the the fact that there are extraterrestrials. And, you know, I think every major religion discusses that anyway with their idea of gods and angels and spirits and beings. Uh, you know, Hinduism, Buddhism, uh, Judaism, sure, Kabbalistic Judaism especially, uh, even Christianity. Uh, Wait, did they make shoes? Is that what they cobblestick? Is that like the... oh, because they're cobblers? <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Did I'm where's the sound effects? We need a fucking sound effects machine. Because that was like bam, right on the fucking money, Tori. That's what I'm talking about. That's how you gotta be more often. You gotta be like dropping them bombs on these dudes and dudettes. <laughs> like a funk. Oh, we need Funk Master Flex, just so that we can have that one explosion button that we can keep pressing, like. I don't understand. That guy's been right, spinning. No, no, I have the flavor flame button though. Yeah, yeah boy. boy. Flavor flame. No, you know you've listened to Hot 97. I'm sure a lot of you guys have too. Funkmaster Flex plays the explosion sound effect. He's been doing it for 20 years or more. Every night that he DJs, it's just I'm like, how how is he not updated his sound effects in 20 plus years? It still works. It doesn't not for me. I, I get it. You know, it's like okay, this is gonna be a good song. I get it. You're you're talking about something very important now. It's time to blow everything up. It's Jeez. his trademark. He's yeah, that's true. A, I guess you got a you got a brand, which we're trying to get too. If he if he got something else, people would be like, right. what? If it was like all of a sudden like dueling banjos, deliverance theme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'd be like, "What the hell? Yo, this is the real, real fresh new new music coming at you live, Hot 97." Yeah, that wouldn't really work. That Versus like... Hot 97 music for the streets. It sounds better than. Hot 97, fresh new music from, from, from 50 Cent. <laughs> Alright, so you know what? It's all good fun. This is a time of our show now, guys, where we do, uh, we give you a few different stories of things that amused us in the news over the past week or so. Uh, to start us off, we have uh, a story coming from the, what does that again stand for? Health and Human Services. Yes. Of the United States. Okay, and what happened with so, the HHS? So the head of the HHS committed suicide or died. Okay, period. And it was ruled a suicide. Period. Comma. Now, however. Gotta be aware of those punctuation marks. Comma. 
He has multiple stab wounds. No, it said multiple blunt force wounds. Isn't that the same? No, I think a blunt force means that he was fucking smashed, maybe with even the, the head with it. Yeah, he was smoking weed and got too high and started hitting himself with the blunt. No, I think he, no, blunt force trauma, like to the head, like beaten with a bat or something yeah, heavy. Some. It's not good. But you don't do that when you try and kill yourself, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Unless you're really yeah, sick. Yeah, I dude. mean, listen, you're going to... You know, most people, when they kill themselves, they, they either shoot themselves or they they do something that's really quick. It's a hard topic to discuss, but yes, you're right. It's, uh, and it's more of a... I don't think multiple blunt force injuries is a quick death. Right. Not, a, again, unless you're someone who likes to perform genital mutation, mutilation on yourself. Mutation. <laughs> Mutation. I am transforming my genitals by myself. That's my superpower. Why didn't they come up with a Marvel character that did that? Exactly. That would have been really like a way to go out. Stan Lee? That would have been really progressive if they had a woman who can instantly change genders. Change into a man and then back into a woman. You know what? I think we got, I think we are onto something here. We might have to do a little offshow of the Unuseful Idiots and uh, create a comic book character uh he she man or no that's that's no like he man no 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 it's like a play on he man yeah yeah but he her man he her man that sounds that's better no he dash her dash man dash woman they man they well that's like get back into the babies exactly babies man or woman babies man woman babies are babies baby they be woman man so. <laughs> All right. Work anyway, we're having it. fun. Next, the, so yeah, so clearly that guy didn't die the way he was said to, and he was ruled that that well, that death was ruled by, officially by the medical examiner of Washington D.C. So you wonder, like, who what's are these people? Going on? Yeah, what's going on, and who are these people, and what are they getting paid to fucking lie about shit? Like yeah, that? I mean that goes back to uh, Seth Rich, you know. Louis? Yeah, oh, of course, guy that was killed, and they said, "Oh my god, it's such bullshit." Killed at like four a.m. in the morning, and they didn't. It was ruled a mugging, but. He still had his wallet on him. Yeah, I like, mean, <laughs> bottom line is, I think we should change our show to "fuck politics." Yeah, that's actually a kind of good idea, right? Fuck, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna we're gonna argue about that off offline. But uh, what do we got next, Tori? So our next weird, funny topic is that NASA, who which has been working with Elon Musk's company SpaceX is sort of having some hesitations, maybe? <laughs> well, it's understandable. I mean, the guy smokes marijuana cigarettes. So... for madness! So, apparently, you know, Elon Musk, who... Brilliant famous, man. Yeah, he's a brilliant, brilliant man. Brilliant A lot of dude. people think that he should be able to run for president even though he's not eligible because he's not American. But, so, that's not the point, though. The point is, Elon Musk went on the Joe Rogan show a while, a few, 
about a month ago, maybe two months. Yeah, about that, a month or two. And, uh, you know, he he's lit up. He's smoked some marijuana. Which I think was pretty blood. fucking cool that he did that on yeah. a fucking recorded uh, live yeah. action and audio recorded segment. I think that's exactly. pretty cool. I mean, so... But all of a sudden, NASA wants to look into the safety of these rockets. Because um, the guy that's in charge has smoked weed! But what was different that they weren't looking into the safety, or they ruled it safe before he smoked marijuana, and then all of a sudden, after he smoked marijuana, they said... Oh, no, 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 it's not safe anymore. We well, have to do some more inspection. I mean, honestly, I would say if anybody at all that's part of the SpaceX team or anybody affiliated with NASA in any way has ever consumed alcoholic beverages within 48 hours of working, they should also question their own safety internally uh, because... For, forget, forget alcohol, ambient. Any prescribement. Yeah, exactly. I what mean, the fuck is a little weed? Opioids, Who cares, right? You could be prescribed it or not. Drugs affect people that are in a lot worse ways than weed ever has. Exactly. Don't buy into uh, William Randolph Hearst's propaganda. Well, anti-propaganda zone right here, baby. Um <laughs> Finally, we got one more interesting, weird, funny stuff segment topic. Uh, so the British decided to well, ban. Just be careful. It's a British school. Yes, a school in Britain. School, a school in, yeah. district or a school. I'm not really sure. It's probably a district. Decided to ban Canada Goose jackets to prevent. Poverty shaming. Yes. Wow. Now, what the fuck? Well, <laughs> I kind of get it. I mean, I when I walk down the street and I'm wearing my, like, whatever, $200 coat or something like that. I mean, men's clothing does cost a lot. Let's not, let's not beat around the bush not there. as much as words. That's, well, that's, that's the point I'm making. But then, you know, I see a guy walking down the street and he's got his Canada goose and I'm like, man, I feel kind of... The hell, I'd, I'd rather be cold and not wear anything and just next to this bozo that's got his nice-ass jacket on. So, you know, the point is, it's a very strange thing to make it into the news because it's a strange thing to be told, you're no longer allowed to wear that expensive coat, young man, because you'll make you might make people feel bad, even though I might be in that category. Yeah. I mean, you know, the... I guess the point is that, you know, you shouldn't not allow someone to wear these, any kind of clothing because other people may feel bad. Why don't the parents of the poverty poor students or someone tell them, like, you know, this is what, if this is what you want, apply yourself. And Good old Tory, man. 
bring you it know, back to reality. Find a way to make that make enough money so you can have those things. Media gratification is a bitch, isn't it? Exactly. Well, it's all in the patience. Uh, well, that's I think. Well, that's all. the I I thought of one more thing that was kind of sad and kind of funny. So, uh, I think yesterday or something, a report came out of this American guy who was shot and killed with a bow and arrow by a tribe on the Sentinel Islands, which is a remote island off India. Right, I heard about that. Which is, which was... Basically untouched. Uncontacted tribe. Uncontacted tribe. You know, so they see some strange guy walking up. And it's not the first time it's happened, actually. Yeah, so I think, you know, what the hell was he doing there? (laughs) Very good. Don't don't go there. (laughs) That's a simple fix, you know? Exactly. Too bad that guy had to be, you know, used as the example, though, that's for sure. Yeah. So condolences go out. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's unfortunate, but yeah, lesson, lesson learned. Lesson learned, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Put it right there. Lesson freaking learned. All right. You know what? I think I think that's about all the time we have for this episode. Um, we want to say thank you so much for listening. I think we had, we had a lot of fun tonight. Yeah. Uh, I think we covered a lot, a lot of good ground. Um, and... Uh, you know, we want to just remind you guys, first of all, say thank you so much because we've been getting great, great responses from you guys. Uh, please continue to give us feedback, comments, questions. We're very approachable. Just go right ahead um, and we'll try and address whatever the issue is or the, the concern or comment you might have. And again, we're grateful that you're listening. Yeah, so uh, just... Yeah, thanks to what Noah said. Thanks to everyone that's given us a good review and subscribed to all our stuff and liked on face liked us on Facebook. But uh, so we just want to remind everyone that hasn't or any new listeners to uh, comment, rate, and subscribe to the podcast on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. We're also on YouTube now. You can watch our ugly faces. Well, my ear face is beautiful. My face is ugly, so ugly face. Okay. You can also send in questions, comments, whatever... To our email, theunusefulidiots at gmail.com. Uh, again, like us on Facebook if you haven't. Like us on Twitter. Just like us, guys, because we, we really need your validation and your acceptance. We want to know that you care because we don't care about ourselves. We actually care about ourselves way too much, which is why we need your validation. Get it? Got it? Good. <laughs> So, we also have a Patreon page. Oh, here comes the money. Tori's saving it till the end. You know, if you, we're trying to build this thing into something big. We got a mic. 
Moving right along. One mic. You know, we'd like, we'd like to upgrade uh, other things, you know, maybe the video, whatever, the sound effects. We want to be able to get some cool guests to come on. We need some stipends to be able to hand out for people traveling, uh, which is all possible. And with your contributions, it'll be a lot easier and help. Uh, yeah, in the, in the near future, we're going to be adding some tiers Onto Patreon, you know, some incentive programs. Some incentives yep. that, you know, like, uh. We'll, we'll, we'll tell we'll, them. They'll, they'll see when they get there. You'll see, we'll yeah, see you'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I'll yeah. See. yeah, you'll see on you'll the see Patreon on the page. page. Patreon page. So. Alright, guys, thanks so much. We love y'all. Remember, peace, love. That's, that's all, that's all that matters is peace and love. Yeah. Right. Peace and love. That's devil. That's yeah. love. That's I love you. That's more like, Oh wait, yeah. Oh, Just be yourselves. Be unuseful idiots. This is Tori yes. and Noah signing off. Peace. Peace.